how sweet it is. The Reds swept the Cubs and are now in third place in the National League Central. Just four games, four games back of the Milwaukee Brewers. Can they win the division? Yes, they can. And we're going to tell you how on today's Locked on Reds. Hit it, Jeffrey. You are Locked on Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds with myself, Jeff Carr, and my co-host, Stephen Offenbaker. We are lifelong Cincinnati Reds fans, and we've turned an addiction to this team into information for you. I want to thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to us talk some Reds baseball with you. I want to encourage you, if you're listening, hit us up on Twitter or check us out on YouTube and drop a thought in our comments section. We love talking Reds because it's what we do and we want to talk Reds with you. Lockdown Reds is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. We are your team every day and if you listen every day, let us know in the comment section that you're an everydayer, how long you've been a fan of this team, and how excited you are that the Reds had a beautiful week. It was a five and two week, right? Yeah, five and two week. Absolutely beautiful baseball by this team. And the sweep of the Cubs opens the door up to a whole new world. We're going to start singing Disney songs here in a minute. Plus, we're going to tell you. No, we're not doing that. <laughs> Plus, so we're going to tell you why we think there's a whole new world and the Reds can go for this division. We're going to tell you how the Reds can go for this division. And something happened on social media last night regarding the Reds' top prospect that has our eyebrows raised like Spock. Not a Disney reference. Uh, before we get into all of that, though, on today's podcast, I want to let you know that this pod is brought to you by eBay Motors. A championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. So for parts that fit, head to eBay Motors and look for the green check. Stay in the game with eBay Guaranteed Fit. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride. eBay Guaranteed Fit, only available to U.S. customers, eligible items only, exclusions apply. And Steve, where we want to start the Reds swept the Cubbies, and that has them set up in a position to go for it. A narrative-changing week, five and two. We talk about that five and two, and it puts the Reds in a whole different place. Four games back of first place in the Milwaukee Brewers. 2.5 games back out of second. And by the way, three games out of the final wild card spot right now. Mm -hmm. This team is in a position to make a move. Believe it or not, Jeff, they could go for it and take this division. And it's crazy to think. So this is not something we're saying in April, right? The pirates were saying this in April. Congrats on that one. But this is Memorial day. Shout out to Ethan. Shout out to Ethan Smith, lockdown pirates. Uh, this is Memorial Day. This is the first checkpoint. This is the first point where you can be like, hmm, what can we take seriously? And I'll tell you this. If you look around this division, you can take seriously that it's open for business. I get it. The Cardinals have talent, and they might figure it out. I get it. The Brewers have been here before, but I think they're frauds. And we just saw what the Cubs are. And coming into this season, I thought that the Cubs would be the dark horse contenders for this division. Uh, 
not happening, at least with the way that their team is currently constructed. Because when you look at the strength, when you look at one of the things that I think is key to any division winner, it's a good bullpen. Steve, where do the Reds currently rank in Major League Baseball with bullpen according to Fangraph's war, F4? Well, if we're going to go with according to Fangraph, uh, rankings, the Reds bullpen ranks high. If you're only reading Reds Twitter, you might think this bullpen is bad. This bullpen is not <laughs> bad. They're in the top five, I would say, in all of Major League Baseball. Are you a diehard baseball fan? If you don't complain about your team's bullpen, I'll just say that. Everybody, everybody hates their bullpen. The Reds are third in Major League Baseball. They are number one in the National League according to F war. In fact, the only two teams that are better than the reds at bullpenning are the Orioles and the Mariners. And those two teams figure on actually doing this whole competing thing. The Orioles just happen to be in like the toughest division in baseball. But when it comes to the reds, they are in a spot. They could go for this thing, man. No, they could absolutely go for this thing. And let's, before we get too far down this road, because there's a specific way that the Reds can actually go for it and still stick to Nick Cross' plan. We've got that coming up. But what we should talk about right now, Jeff, is how we got here. And that was with a sweep of the Cubs. And the Reds nailed down a sweep yesterday, Sunday game in Chicago, and a couple of guys went off. And I want to start with the one and only Matt McClain because this guy <laughs> has been amazing since he got called up. I was impressed by him when I got to sit down and talk to him last season, Jeff. And, and he has just continued to do the things that he said he was going to do. And he has made himself into a bona fide difference maker on this roster yesterday in Chicago and shout out Matt McClain. This is my Matt McClain Jersey. Shut up, Jeff. I know you know the truth, but this is my Matt McClain Jersey yesterday in Chicago. Four for five. Since joining the Reds, he is hitting 380 since his call-up from AAA Louisville. By the way, took a beautiful jumping catch by Dansby Swanson, or Matt McClain would have been five for five. Like, literally Absolutely. robbed of a hit from Dansby Swanson. That was, Matt McClain, okay, I need to see proof like if somebody has his birth certificate or something i think his first name is john because he gets up to the batter's box and he takes out any pitch like that thing is freaking hans i forgot his last name lost his name yeah hans guy from the top of the tower that he knocks off the tower and every freaking pitch that matt mcclain swings at he is absolutely destroying let's not bury the lead though because who destroyed the pitch yesterday spencer steer he continues to lead all national league rookies in total bases hits and i think rbis i think if i remember that stat correctly probably should have looked it up before i went and i said that but he leads the reds in home runs he's got seven now after hitting that bomb yesterday to really open things up for the reds and he just continues to be a huge piece to this lineup i've loved what spencer steer's done and I recall you saying before this season started to head to fan or head to fan graphs, head to FanDuel and put down some money on 
Spencer Steer to win rookie I of the have year. That ticket. I recall yep. you saying that. Yep. And and sure enough, Spencer Steer is doing a thing. Uh, it's easy to forget that he is rookie eligible right now because yep. of the way he is playing. He has played tremendously well at third base to start the year and now at first base as he's been asked to move around and do what's best for this ball club. And, you know, when I interviewed him, he said he loves doing this. He yep. doesn't care where he plays. He doesn't care what he's asked to do. He just wants to win. He wants to help his team win. That's what he told me, and that's what he's doing. And you know what? It reminds me of something because we talked about Matt McClain and the absolute beautiful success that he has had. And we talked about Spencer Steer and the way that they play. We talked early on in this season about the philosophy that this team has. It's just gritty. It just fights. And Matt McClain really perpetuates that in his post-game presser because he was asked. He's like, a reporter asked him, and it wasn't a reporter I recognized the voice of, but he asked him, you just had four hits, you're hitting almost 400. What do you make of all of this? No, I mean, numbers are in the past, and I just try and live in the present. And uh, no matter what happens, I'm, I'm going to be locked in the next at-bat, next pitch, next ground ball. Machine. First of all, for the YouTube viewers, when you see Matt McClain, you just want to invite him out to your St. Patrick's Day party, right? That's crazy <laughs> yeah. red hair going. Like, I want to go out to the Irish pub with that dude. I'm just saying. But, you know, the Jeff, he's doing all of the things that he told me last season when yeah. I interviewed him when he was in the minors. He's doing all of the things that he said he was going to do. He's He has worked on all of the elements of his game that he said he was specifically trying to address. And he's brought that to the big league level in such a way. Like, listen, when, when he came up and, and joined the team in Colorado, I would have never in a million years predicted that he would come out hitting at a 380 clip and, and in big moments and doing big things right. and a lot of extra base hits and a lot of disruption on the base pass, uh, he's doing all the things. And, you know, this is just the first little bitty piece of Nick Crawl's plan. And it is working, and it is working really, really well. Yeah, and, and, and not to be outdone, I mean, we saw another beautiful performance from Alexis Diaz. Two saves this weekend, Saturday and Sunday. Two eight to five wins. Red scored 24 runs in these three games. Absolutely beautiful on the hitting side, but the pitching still did what it needed to do when it needed to do it most. And that's at the end of the game when Alexis Diaz can nail down that save. He's got 12 of them now, Steve. Just absolutely rolling. Look, this Reds team, the sweep that they have had of this Cubs team has put them in a position that they can go for it and try and win this NL Central division. Now, that being said, a lot of people right now are thinking the Reds aren't billed to win a division championship, uh, even in this bad National League Central. Well, coming up next, we are going to tell you why the Reds can pivot to a roster that will be ready to win the division right now. And they can do it without making a single trade. But before we get to that, I want to talk to you about one of the sponsors of today's podcast. Today's podcast is brought to you in part by Built Bar. If you are looking for a delicious snack but don't want all of the sugar and calories, then you need the best tasting protein bar ever. That's Built. You gotta try this. If you're like me and you want to make healthier snack choices but you don't want to compromise on taste – 
because I don't want to compromise on taste. I've got the thing for you. Built Bars and Built Puffs. Built Bars are healthy and taste amazing. Seriously, they taste so amazing. You'll think they're not good for you. You'll think you have a candy bar in your hand. You got to try them. What makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they are covered in 100% real dark chocolate. That's right. It is real chocolate. It's not fake. It's not cardboardy. It's not waxy. It is real chocolate. They come in, in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, cookies and cream, my favorite, cherries, barcia. They've got so much to choose from. You're not going to want to miss out on this. I'm not sure how Built does it, but the bars taste like candy bars while maintaining amazing statistics. You know how much I love stats on this show. They've only got 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. Oh, I haven't done that in a while. Almost said propane again, you guys. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart or Sam's Club because you don't have to order them online exclusively anymore. Walmart and Sam's Club has them. Walk over to the pharmacy sections in Walmart. Grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or a coconut puff. You can also head to Sam's Club. They've got the 13-bar box uh, with hit flavors like brownie batter puff, Jeff's drooling, and the churros, one of my favorites. Get these today. You can thank me later. Head to Built.com. If you can't get to Walmart or Sam's Club, place your order today. The Reds are off today, but you can catch every pitch tomorrow of the Reds' hometown broadcast with SiriusXM. Just download the SXM app and search the word Reds. Thanks so much for making Locked on Reds your first listen of the day and making us your first listen every day. Everydayers, on our next broadcast jeff is going to be flying solo because my schedule is nuts this week because i'm coming home guys i'm going to be heading to cincinnati very very soon so jeff's going to fly solo and he's going to tell you all about the things you need to know to get ready for the next reds road trip series this time fenway park in boston jeff has you covered all right We teased it just a second ago. The Reds can compete for a division title, Jeff. There are some things that they can do right now, today, this minute, to turn this roster just a little bit, make some tweaks, make some improvements, put themselves in a position to compete against the Brewers to win the National League Central right now and not trade anybody away, not have to do anything different with any other players. Let's just start with the obvious, the number one move, the thing that should happen, the Reds need to call up Ellie De La Cruz. Absolutely. I mean, he's he's ready. He's shown every aspect of his game. He's even walked more recently. Like, we're to the point, he has literally checked every box. And I think we're literally just waiting on the update that he is actually getting called up. And here's the key with this, because we're going to say this, because you got to call up Ellie De La Cruz. you got to call up Andrew Abbott. You got to call up Christian Encarnacion Strand and anyone else who looks like they can be part of the future because the Reds have the talent that any team. So most teams looking at the Reds roster right now would be like, okay, we need starting pitching depth. We probably need some depth in the outfield, need some power bats. We've got all of that in organization. We don't have to go trade. The Reds have these guys. Let's bring them up now. All right, let's take this piece by piece. You just said a lot of names and a lot of names that are exciting. Yeah. And I absolutely agree with you. You did not mention anybody that I don't think should be in Cincinnati already. 
So let's start with Ellie De La Cruz. Obviously, to get these guys on the roster, we're going to have to make some corresponding roster moves. Now, today, Jeff, I don't want to get bogged down in trying to figure out where everybody's going to play and what the lineup's going to look. I don't care. David Bell will figure that out. That's why he makes the big bucks. But we need to get Ellie De La Cruz on this roster. So for me, that's the first move. That's the first thing that needs to happen. I'm sending Will Benson, your guy, back down to Louisville, and I'm bringing up Ellie De La Cruz, and I'm putting him in the lineup day one. Yeah, 100%. And I think you could probably play him at shortstop. You play McLean at second. You play Indy at DH or, you know, whatever there. Maybe you swip, you know, swap him out and McLean in, you know, all that good stuff. Um, I, I think you can do that easily. And, look, you have Jose Barrero, who is your depth in the outfield, should you need him. I, I think, I, I, I believe fir- firmly, Jake Fraley, TJ Friedel need to play every day, period. Like, I, I think we've gotten to the point, and I understand Jake Frehley's career numbers against lefties hasn't been that phenomenal, but we still haven't seen that much from him. So I think he needs exposure there. TJ Friedel's career numbers, on the other hand, against lefties is good, so he should be in the lineup every day. And then you've got a spot. You can play Stuart Fairchild. You could play Ellie De La Cruz in the outfield if you want to. You could. Oh, you could no, 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 <laughs> no. He's playing on the infield. If anybody has to take some turns moving back out to the outfield, I think it's Nick Senzel. You oh, can, yeah, you, can yeah, compensate, you. you can get the righty bat, move him back out to the outfield, free up a spot on the infield to keep the young guys in position on the infield. And that's fair because his defense at short is good. It's not like serviceable. It's good. So that's probably a better idea just to keep him at shortstop. And so we said another name. We said Christian Encarnacion Strand. He's ready too. Dude's hitting the ball over the scoreboard in Louisville. Like the the scoreboard is not far enough away. So I think, and and we've talked about this, um, you can send down Kevin Newman. Kevin Newman's got options. Kevin Newman has just blew up. It just boom. The comments had some nice games here recently. Sure. Kevin Newman is replacement level. Ask any pirates fan for how many years he played for the pirates before he got traded here. They were not sad to see him go because they're just like, yeah, whatever. I mean, he's fine. He's a replacement level guy, not part of our future. He's not part of the Reds future either. I firmly believe that if he is, it's he's the last guy on the bench. Like that, that's where, and and so he shouldn't be holding anybody up. He should be the guy that goes down because he has options. Bring up CES. Yeah. I was just going to say he has options. Um, we don't lose him by sending him down. He's a, listen, do I think he is an everyday major league starter? No. Do I worry about removing him from the roster to make room for CES? Not at all. Do I like the idea of having him at Louisville as an insurance policy? Absolutely. I think that's a great move. And I I agree with you. That's a direction you need to go with that. So one other name that you brought up, we figured out how we get CES on the roster. We figured out how to get Ellie De La Cruz on the roster. Now you mentioned Andrew Abbott and I am with you. Uh, I said last week, last week I made the case of why he should already be starting at the big league level. And I got poo-pooed a little bit online and you guys are tough on me sometimes, but I think he's done enough between his double uh, a numbers and his triple a numbers to warrant a look uh, i think he has continued to grow upon that feat and he really warrants a look so to get him on this roster they obviously they need to make room i'm doing that by sending salazar back down to triple a um i'm okay with that 
the question that I asked you off air and I didn't put in the notes because I wanted to make you talk about it right now with no notes to read. Um, what do you do with the rotation? Because Ben Lively has been better than Brandon Williamson. And now you're bringing up Andrew Abbott who needs to start. I don't want him to come up and be in the bullpen. Right. So, so what do you do with this rotation if you bring up Andrew Abbott? Well, you said it there. I'm not moving Brandon Williamson out of this rotation right now. Number one, health. You know, Nick Liddell is not back. Uh, we're still trying to figure out what's going on with the the fourth and fifth guys. Like, look, Luke Weaver's had some nice starts here recently. Ben Lively's had some nice starts here recently. Nobody is projecting those guys as part of the Reds rotation long term. But while they continue to pitch fine, keep him in there. We're going to make a six-man rotation. This is something we've talked about. You've talked about ad nauseum in the past that the Reds should do this. And I think that this will help out the starting rotation, give them an extra day of rest in between each start and give them an extra day to work on some stuff. Cause we saw it. Look, Hunter green was phenomenal. And, and we're not going to get into the discussion about pulling guys, you know, when they've got no hitters and things like that at this moment, but he was pitching phenomenally while his pitch count was high up there, but you can give him an extra day, you know, in between his next start, you can give Graham Ashcraft an extra day who I thought he should have gotten some more time to pitch. I thought Brandon Williamson should have got some more time to pitch. That's fine, but you can do this. You can do a six man rotation, or if you don't want to go six man rotation, okay, we're going to make the hard decision. Then that Ben lively needs to be a long reliever, long reliever slash spot starter in situations. And he's going to be in the bullpen, but I think you go six man rotation. I think it's time. Like we've been dancing around this idea forever. No. And yes, I have, I've been talking about this for almost two full seasons now. Uh, and Ben lively, listen, I, I talked so much smack about Ben lively being inserted into this rotation and he's just done nothing but deliver since he got put in the rotation. So no, I don't want him pulled out. I want him to keep getting turns in the rotation until such time that his, his luck runs out, his magic dries up, whatever the heck is going on, whatever deal that he made with the devil to pitch like this after, I don't know, 10 years since he started in Philadelphia, whatever is happening right now, you got to roll with it. But for me, I, I agree. Six man rotation works great for me. Before we get out into the next segment, though, Jeff, uh, we've kicked around the ideas of trying to upgrade this outfield. And uh, we can't quite come up with the corresponding roster move to to make it work. But you're a big fan of TJ Hopkins. And I know that you want for him to – you feel like at least that he's ready, that he should get a look at the big league level. So there's really only now, if we do these other moves, there's only two ways to make that happen. Somebody's got to get hurt. Or you've got to be willing to send Jose Barrero down to AAA. Yeah. And and I think that that's a fair point on Hopkins because here's the thing. TJ Hopkins, he's a name. He's a guy that we've mentioned a couple of different times. He's not on anybody's prospect list. He's not going to be, you know, uh, making headlines for for uh, different, you know, hitting over the scoreboards and things like that. But he's got seven home runs down in AAA. He is, uh, it's, I think it's Matt McClain. Christian or no, I think it's Christian Encarnacion strand, then Matt McClain, then Ellie De La Cruz who lead the bats and homers of the season. And then he's fourth. He's right there underneath of them. So he's got a little bit of pop. I don't necessarily think that he is a dude right away, but could he work himself in? Look, TJ Friedel was not supposed to be a dude and he is obviously a dude. So oh, yeah. Can TJ Hopkins turn into that? Maybe. I don't know. Give him a shot. Like, but 
if you're telling me you got to get rid of Barrero to do that, like, I think it's six, one half dozen, the other with, with Barrero or Hopkins at this point, they'll probably have Barrero for a little bit longer, but at the end of the day, I know TJ Hopkins could at least be outfield depth for this team. The, the whole point of this call up exercise and talking about are these guys that are obviously supposed to be up here. These guys we've been talking about forever. We need to get them up. We need to do it now. And that was when we were even in this mindset of, well, the Reds aren't really competing for anything to bring them up, let them play every day, let them figure it out. Now we're like, these guys could slot in and upgrade the roster and maybe help the Reds go for it right now. And you're doing this without trading a soul. Cause there's some that are asking the question of why don't we look at some lower level prospects, guys in single a guys in low a things like that. And maybe we can flip them for some rotation depth or, a, or another bullpen arm that's fresher, or, you know, maybe a power bat or something like that. Here's the deal. How much talent are you really going to get back for those guys? They're not going to get the dudes that really to, make a difference. Yeah. You have to give to get. And there's nobody that at least right now I'm willing to be okay with Nick crawl trading away to get back the kind of pitching that would be better than what you would get by just calling up Andrew Abbott. No. And and that's exactly what they need to do. They've got to call him up, call up Ellie, call up CES and anyone else who looks like they could be part of the future of this team. You know, Steve, speaking of calling up Ellie Dela Cruz, did the Reds top prospect tip the front office's hand last night with an Instagram story post. We'll tell you what that post tells us coming up next. Before we do want to make, uh, give you a quick reminder that yes, the reds are off today for Memorial day, by the way, happy Memorial day. Thank you to all the veterans who served for our country and gave us the awesome country that we have. Uh, but the reds are off today. Whenever they're back on, you can catch every pitch of the Reds hometown broadcast on the Sirius XM app. Just download the SXM app and search Reds. And in between episodes, you can follow us on Twitter. You can follow me at Jeff Carr with three Fs. You can follow Steve at S Offenbaker with two Fs. And you can follow the show at Locked On Reds because we love talking Reds and we'll keep talking Reds even if we're not on the podcast. Uh, and you can interact with us on Twitter. All right, Steve, uh, last, and it was really last night that I was seeing reactions to this. Um, Ellie De La Cruz posted an Instagram story and I have a screenshot of that here. It is a screenshot of him. He is, um, I think it's a rock on sign that he's making with his fingers, you know, rock on as he's walking into the dugout there in Louisville. And it says at the top, because you can put songs underneath your Instagram stories, that he is playing the song Congratulations by Post Malone. And if you don't know the lyrics to that, in the uh, chorus, it says, we made it. So, Steve, did Ellie De La Cruz tip the Reds' hand? No, not even a little bit. Listen, uh, the Reds are going to do everything they can possibly do to avoid calling up Ellie De La Cruz on the road. Uh, what I love, what, I mean, listen, I'm not going to be mad if he is suddenly in Boston or or in Boston tomorrow, but no, that's not how this is going to go down. I don't think, uh, I think this was just Ellie doing a social media post that he's, you know, trying to be more visible and more engaged and do all of the things that all of the athletes are doing today. Um, 
I, you know, I don't know why the song choice. Maybe he's having it's a good song. Know, I love that song. Maybe he's <laughs> just having a little bit of fun with us, uh, just to to get things kind of spun up a little bit. But no, I don't think he's coming up. I think that it's in the Reds' best interest to really try and time his debut to be at Great American Ballpark because more so than any of the other prospects, the Reds have hyped him. Up. They spent, I mean, you know, you and I wandered around Reds Fest this last December. And how many times did we hear his name coming from the Reds or whoever was on stage or whatever was going on while we were at the convention? You couldn't get near him. You couldn't. He looked like it was like, you know, you've seen those old videos of like all the people chasing the Beatles through venues and doing stuff. Yeah. That's what it looked like. People trying to get in line to get an Ellie De La Cruz. I was going to say Ellie was the Reds Elvis on Reds <laughs> Fest. Like it, it was, was absolutely like that. Yeah. Like you couldn't get near it. And, and that's, that's been the narrative that the Reds have been pushing for the last, you know, six, seven eight months now, I think, I guess if I, you know, think about time. Uh, but when it comes to Ellie De La Cruz, I think I've been thinking this for a while that they're going to call him up in June. You have the perfect scenario and it's not just because you and I will be at the ballpark on Friday, but oh, right. you have the perfect scenario. The brewers are coming to town. This is a big matchup, especially if the reds can make some hay against the red Sox. And Zach Brown band's going to be there on Friday night. So the stadium's already got a bunch of tickets sold for this game. Why not see if you can fill out the rest of the stadium by calling up ESPN's top rated prospect in all of baseball, the Reds top rated prospect for the last two years and get this dude's career rolling. I do. I think it was him tipping his hand that he's going to be up on Tuesday. No. Do I think it was him getting the news that he's going to be in Cincinnati this weekend? Yes. See, I agree with that. You know, you didn't ask me that when we talked about this <laughs> off air. You didn't ask me if I thought he was tipping that. I, I do. I agree with that wholeheartedly, Jeff. Listen, it all makes perfect sense. As long as disaster doesn't strike in Boston out at Fenway, uh, the Reds could be three within three or four games of first place heading into a four-game set with the team that currently leads the division. That's the time to make a move. That's the time to say we are all in. And you mentioned the Zach Brown bed. You know, I am, I am, I, I like my chicken fry and I like my prospects called up on a Friday night. So <laughs> let's do that. Let's go there, Jeff. Let's have Ellie De La Cruz at Great American Ballpark on Friday night with me and you in attendance, losing our minds. Oh, that. That would just be phenomenal because you also know Matt McClain is going to get like another four hits that night. And then Elliot De La Cruz is going to hit like a grand slam or something. And we're all just going to float out of great American ballpark from happiness. We won't leave through the normal concourses. We'll just float through the sky because we will be just so happy with everything that is going on. But listen, like, so, so what you're saying is Ellie De La Cruz, he's, he's got whatever it is, whatever it is, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, I'm quoting Zach Brown lyrics for those of you that don't listen to Zach Brown. <laughs> All I know is we're just, we're knee deep in this waters right now. So, uh, yeah, let's, uh, <laughs> we should have just ended this on your mic drops. Oh my God. You know, no, the, kid. Bam. I know. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah, that was wrap it up, Jeff. Yeah, this is where we're going to wrap up. Thanks, everybody, for checking out. Before we get out of here, don't forget, you can catch every pitch of the Reds hometown broadcast on the Sirius XM app. Just download the SXM app and search. 
Reds. But that'll wrap us up. Thank you, everyone, for checking out today's Locked On Reds podcast. And thanks, as always, for making us your first listen every day. Every day or tomorrow on the show, we are going to get you ready. I'm going to get you ready for the Red Sox series as the Reds head back to Fenway. That's right. Steve, as we move through, the, the Reds got three road games, and then we might have a weekend that we are all going to love. So what's that mean for you and me? Well, that means everybody should have click subscribe because Jeff and I are going to be working hard over the next couple of days to reach out to our contacts to try and get the scoop to find out if Ellie De La Cruz is in fact coming to Cincinnati this week. And if you want to know, make sure you join us right here and we will keep you locked on Reds every single day. Come up, Ellie.